Hi, I'm Brad. I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School. My name is Charlie, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Yuzume. I'm Evan Strait, and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikkyo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School. My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Kakita Duelist School. I'm Ludo, and I'll be playing the Emerald Lands, as well as all its wonders and horrors. We look into another of our assistants, and we see Yuzume. You are going back to the summary quarters, because especially after finding some very interesting correspondence and legal notes, uh, you found that uh, it would be very important to check on Iderise, the first opportunity you'll get. And uh, you learned that she has arrived in town back from winter's uh, season just the day previously. And after, you know, the polite uh, time to let her rest... You decided better sooner than later, and you are visiting her. So what are you looking forward to most on this meeting? I think that mostly she's looking forward to uh, seeing someone that she knows outside of work. Um, Iderise is like 30 years older than her, um, but uh, has like... She's she's kind of got that I know how to talk to people. Um, like like Risei's a really good conversationalist. Uh she'll make you like feel really at home and welcome. Um so she's kind of just looking forward to a social call with someone who's not uh on her work team. Uh but also she's got that sort of knowledge now that the unicorn have been uh you know, sort of uh trying to make Hirasaka part of their turf and that maybe Rise is part of that. So she's interested to see how the conversation goes with regards to that too, if she can find anything out. Yeah, because for sure, even if she's not directly involved somehow, she has to be deeply aware of what is happening. So you are invited again and... Iderise is already waiting for you and she has taken over the tea house and the servants escort you in and you can see a lot of people working and restoring the gardens, tending it to the full glory of the spring. There is the constant hammering in the background as you said on the way here, and you saw that there is a lot of heavy work in rebuilding the samurai houses. And the only thing, the only time that the uh, that the hammering stops is when there is some whistling and bells ringing to calling people for different tasks. And Risa, she seems to be struggling with uh, getting a comfortable position and she's shuffling on her pillows and her mood seems to only improve when she realizes that uh, you have arrived. Oh, my dear Soshi-san. I guess congratulations are in order. How did you find yourself 
now that you are a member of the imperial bureaucracy? Oh, <laughs> Ide-san, it's, it's, well, it's a lot of hard work, I won't lie, but uh, I'm quite proud of where, where I am. How was winter? Oh, you know how winter it is. It's pretty dull. Uh, it's being locked in Jiro Ide, but people that think themselves uh, the best at what they do, but you, you know. They got assigned for winter to Shiraide. They probably made more mistakes than they care to admit. And she shackles and she serves you tea. Uh, Yuzume uh, kind of shuffles back politely. Um, she kind of appreciates that sort of self-deprecating sense of humor. I guess uh, after tea is served and she'll, you know, wait for when it's appropriate for her to drink some too. It was uh, such uh, wonderful news to hear that your house was unharmed during the storm. I was surprised as well. I was the moment I heard about what happened on Irosaka, I I figured that it would be the time to just call it a loss and move somewhere else. I have to say, I am very happy because I was looking forward to make this place my permanent residence. Which uh, you can see a tinge of bitterness on her expression. And she once again, she she shuffles uncomfortable. And yet the implication that uh, she means that she is no longer going around with the caravan. That, uh, yeah, she's going to have to settle on a place. And uh, Irosake is the place she prefers, but she still would prefer no place at all. Well, that's that's wonderful news, Ide-san. Uh, will any of the children be accompanying you, or are they staying in your clan lands? Uh, they have their own duties. In fact, none of them went to take over the caravan, and I taught them too well. They are clever enough to get away from their filial duties and responsibility by having their dime you send them around. <laughs> uh, of course, this means that uh, it's my idiot grand nephew that is probably going to take over the caravan. And uh, yeah, the poor idiot, uh, I know that he's going to ruin the entire thing. He has no sense of how to interact with people that come from the West. Even under your guidance? Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, he never cared to learn from me. So he'll have to answer to me and has no idea at all how I have been do- doing business for 30 years. About my network of clients, about my network of contacts, who you can trust or who you cannot who is more vigilant about jurisdictions and mercantile taxes and who gives a bit of leeway. Uh, the fool will not be able to see that and everyone that can will exploit the poor bastard. And ultimately it will be the unicorn that paid the bill. Is there any truth to this? It's no secret that she's baiting you with this information. But the thing is, you have no idea what she's waiting you for and you and you're gonna need to give her something otherwise you might already be giving her too much information 
And it's clear that uh, she has put you in a position in which you have to say something, but at this point you're not even sure if changing the subject is not exactly what she wants you to do. And I guess she'll kind of uh, uh, chuckle a little bit at, you know, again, uh, Rise is kind of uh, not being too shy about, you know, being critical of people. Um, and I should say, well, I'm sure there's there's plenty of opportunity coming up in Hirosaka for, you know, a young man like your uh, great nephew to uh, pick up a few new skills. Um would you like me to keep an eye open for any opportunities he might be able to take advantage of to help your caravan along? Oh, I will certainly not burden an Emerald Magistrate uh, and their staff with this. <laughs> but I'm sure that uh, some words between friends then can be accommodated. I'm sure you'll find something interesting for both of us. Oh, certainly. It's, it is no trouble at all to look after the relative of such a dear friend who has always, always been so generous towards me. Speaking of that generosity, uh, I have something to ask from you. Of course. Something that would be very appropriate for your newfound station. You see, can you hear this? And she stops for a moment and you can hear the, the hammer. Mm-hmm. There is this uh, lion family on the lower street, and it seems that they have returned uh, today, and they have since down been making all sort of awful, awful noise on the neighborhood, and they have been upsetting the peace. It has been most pleasant for me, and I'm sure for everyone else. It would be only fitting if someone would introduce themselves to welcome Tan to our peaceful Hirosaka. And she smiles as she sips her tea. So Yuzume, uh, she'll smile and she'll have some tea as well. Um, And then she'll put her cup down and just say, naturally, I I look forward to introducing myself to uh, everyone in the neighborhood as soon as time allows. I'm sure you will do just fine, my dear. So, uh, is there anything else that uh, Yuzumi wants to approach? Any subject matter? She'll still ask um, if she still has uh, Mako in her employ. She raises an eyebrow, and she seems genuinely surprised at Mako. Uh, I don't recall a Ronin by that name on our caravan. Ah, perhaps I'm mistaken then. My apologies, Ide-sama. I um, am going to maybe try to imply that Mako was just like uh, a servant that she had back then, maybe. Uh, like maybe the one who, um, you know, was in charge of taking me to and from the library, etc. Yeah, so you basically, you rapid fire her. Uh, before she gets time to think or call a servant. Oh, you know, it was someone that was tending to you, to the library at the time. Right? And you managed to hide from her that uh, that Mako was actually someone that uh, was doing seasonal work for her and one of the peasant uh, workers instead of uh, a samurai 
uh, and she also does not seem to be aware about Yoshi. So you manage to cover your footsteps very well, and she seems to be genuinely unaware. For the rest of the visit, vapid chatter among people who are pretending to be friends. Like every samurai. So when you retire, uh, as you leave the street, you pass in front of the of the house uh, of the Matsu family, the one that's supposed uh, Rise wanted you to do something about the noise. And yeah, you can hear the the hammering going down inside. Do you do something or do you just walk away? Mm. She'll move slowly down the road, sort of looking at the house out of the corner of her eye um, and just kind of get a bit of a feel for what's going on there, but she won't uh, go up and introduce herself today. Uh, you see that the house is uh, is a crumbled ruin, and uh, you see the back of a woman, uh, the muscles dancing and going up and down, uh, rubbing against her single uh, layer white kimono as she passes her thumb across what seems to be uh, a well-carved plank. And she seems to be taking measurements slowly, thumb after thumb. And after some serious consideration, she resumes hammering with full strength. And it becomes pretty obvious, especially when you notice uh, the bunch of urns just standing near her, that she is building an altar to the ancestors where she can deposit the remains of her extensive family, apparently. She'll go up over and uh, introduce herself, just just very politely. Apologies for interrupting. You know, I, I couldn't help but notice what you were building, and I wanted to extend an offer as someone working for the Emerald Magistrate. Should you need anything for repairs in the area, please do let us know um, and we can assist you and ensure that construction goes smoothly. So the muscles on her back, they tense up when uh, you enter and as you as you introduce yourself and she slowly rises and slowly turns, she seems to relax for a bit until she sees your mask and she tenses up again and her faint, sorrowful smile just turns into a stoic mask of determination. But the moment you mention Emerald Magistrate, she makes an effort to relax and bows deeply and presents a polite smile. I'm Matsumi Dori, and I, and she seems to be struggling with the words. And I'm the head of my family. I am honored to invite you into my house. Wonderful to meet you. I'm uh, always happy to um, introduce myself to the residents of Hirosaka. Um, I, I don't want to uh, interrupt your important work, Though the offer is very kind, uh, I just thought that I would extend to you uh, any assistance that you might need during your reconstruction. Uh, the offer will be considered. 
and she seems again to be struggling. She seems to be very uncomfortable uh, to be honestly to just be talking, much less to a scorpion, mm-hmm. uh, especially one with such authority. But I'm sure that uh, considering the state of the town, you must have higher priorities. My family will be very disappointed if they found out that uh, I disturbed such important and important task for the empire and to good of its people. Ah, but the reconstruction is the task that we are seeing to right now, and we would be more than happy to assist should you need it. Well, I could use some workers. An altar is fine, but I'm afraid that uh, I cannot build a whole home from carpentry alone. Well then, uh, that will be something that uh, I can bring up when I next meet uh, to discuss the uh, resources needed to rebuild the city. Thank you for your input. I'm glad I have been of help. And she seems to struggle tries to squint her eyes as she looks at your mom and she seems to be thinking for a second. So she's Emma. Yes, Matsu-san. Well, I hope you have a nice day and that the fortunes walk with you. And may they walk with you as well. And she'll kind of, as she starts to kind of like move her wheelchair to kind of go down the road to the next house, uh, she'll just turn and say, I hope you get the chance to uh, speak to some of your other neighbors soon. And she just gives a painted smile. So, uh, we go back to the courthouse, to the entrance to the place where the governor will hold his audience. And Minoru, you managed to... Go around herding the cats that you call Yoriki. And how are the four of you meeting? We're having a quick, like, huddle, for lack of a better term, before going in in front of the um, place we're meeting the governor. And just, okay, does anyone have anything vital that needs to come up during this meeting besides our normal paperwork problems? Hajime starts to pull out the pendant that he got earlier, and then he like, s- like stops himself about halfway through, and he says, no, this can wait until later, actually. Aiko gives a quick look over of Hajime and then says, Minoru-san, I have spent significant time studying the documents from the Kaikota family, and I believe it is imperative that I remind you once again that this situation, this city here, has been a seat of much conflict between the great clans. Even though the Kaikota family has been nearly wiped out from the supernatural events that struck over winter, I think it is most important to remind you that there are a great amount of tensions regarding this area in interclan attempts to gain control. Aiko-san, I thank you for that advice. Yuzume-san? Anything? Well, other than all the petty bickering between all of the neighbors over who's doing what, I don't imagine there's going to be anything... Well, there's always something, but anything quite so dull. If they are back to petty bickering, 
It truly means things are restoring normalcy. Let's go. So the four of you enter the courthouse. Uh, it has been empty from samurai during the times before. You had a few uh, peasants visiting the place and talking with some of the servants uh, of the bureaucracy. None of the governor's staff uh, deemed to appear to any of the meetings that you observed. And you see around the dais from which the staff observes the thing, uh, there is this private uh, council room, room for deliberations between a series of surge screams. And that's where you are diverted. And as you cut the corner, you see three uh, individuals. Uh, you see Sepunishima, uh, and you see uh, an Otomo that uh, is wearing the latest imperial fashion, an extravagant headdress. Uh, her dyed hair is on point, and her Manicure is multicultural and matches perfectly with extensive makeup. And she is uh, pretty young. She cannot be older than uh, than all of you. Uh, and she seems to dominate the room to the point that you first assume that she is the, the governor, but... The moment you see the moon on her clothes, you realize, oh no, she, this is an Otomo. And the governor is a middle-aged bald man in drab clothes that you recognize because the last time you see him, he was shouting at uh, Kitsu Sojo, uh, asking him to do something. It is Miyasora, the... Mia that was responsible for keeping uh, uh, Irosaki protected during the deluge seems quite pleased to see all of you. He actually makes a big show. Ah, finally, some some good sights this entire day. <sighs> finally, you, Heroes of Irosaki, you bring comfort to my exhausted eyes. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this dreadful thing. And he points to a letter that uh, is laying on a table. And he turns around and opens his fan as if to hide his emotion. Miyasawa, you honor us. We are so glad to see such a responsible head of government here. Minoru will pick up the letter, read it, then pass it to Yuzume. Uh, Yeah, the letter, it is... Quite brief, it's informing Miyasora that uh, Doji Satsume has passed away uh, a few days ago and his request cannot be handled at this time and that he should be should stay on the city of Hirasaka at least until autumn where the situation can be solved by the new Emerald Champion. So we're stuck with this guy. And he seems to not also be happy to be stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such dreadful news. Uh, yeah, so Aiko will 
open his fan and like very slowly fan himself and say, Mia-sama, after our interactions earlier, it is a reassurance to see that Hirosaka will be placed in the capable hands that oversaw its protection earlier this winter. Uh, Amisara is, is barely, barely uh, hiding his contentment at uh, you and your choice of words and your skill at delivering them. While Diotomo, uh, she seems to be basically shooting you with invisible knives. So I can shoot her with an actual knife if she wants. After all, it is the eyes of heaven turned upon us to direct us to fulfill our duties. It will be most beneficial to see that successful members of the imperial bureaucracy handle matters when they arise. Yes, of course. I, this is why I'm delighted to be working with the, hero of, uh, the heroes of Hirasaki. You have what it takes. And I'm sure that any challenges that threaten this town will be overcome by the five of us working together. And the Otomo opens her fan and kind of coughs behind it. And he corrects himself. Well, the six of you, Chancellor, what is your take on the current situation? And the Otomo finally speaks and she does not raise her voice. It's like barely a whisper, but it carries the confidence of the string of a garrote. Well, this matter changes little. Our obligation is to recover Irosaka, to make it the best it can be. Anything else is a failure of our abilities. That we're going to be successful is not even open to negotiation. Or not you agree, Soshi-san. And you see her folding her fan, and she seems to be addressing Shosi, but uh, her eyes are resting on Asahina, and she seems to be pretty taken. Yuzume will just, uh, she'll give a very firm nod. Um and say a bold statement that uh, will surely back up the bold action needed to restore Hirosaka to its glory. Timidity has never served anyone. I quite agree. So, Asahina, how are you taking this in? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think I'm, like, meeting her gaze and trying not to betray anything. Would say something to the effect of, like, between the... Uh, the wide variety of skill sets we have at, or we have at our disposal, I am certain that we will find ourselves a capable, uh, a capable team to deal with a task such as this. Yeah, uh, you get the feeling that uh, she is trying to measure her reaction, and uh, she is testing you, and you get the feeling that she is a very calculating person, and that. This is less about you and more like moving you into a certain position. Well, Asahina-san, I'm sure that uh, you're looking forward for an opportunity to prove yourself 
and dispel those malicious rumors? I don't know if I know immediately how to respond. I think he's kind of at a loss for words. Iko's definitely way more interested by this Atomo than the the punk Mia who somehow got dumped in charge of things or the the Sepun who just wants to pretend she's good at her job. And I think Iko would do like a little bit of like legalistic banner talking back and forth with the Atomo to see to do a little bit of of verbal sparring and see if he can unsettle her her calculating demeanor she's been set up with. Especially on the light of Daji Satsumi's dead. How does it get into the details about law and governance? So I think we can sort of say on that note of getting things done, um, why don't we take a look at some of the um, tasks that uh, need to be carried out, uh, you know, prioritize them. Um, and then that can kind of develop maybe into legalese by if we, if maybe Aiko and Yuzume purposely start saying, oh, well, you can't, you know, you can't do this before you do that because section, you know, 52 of this particular accord states that first resources must be diverted to over here or something like that just to see if she like joins in right and i think Iko builds off of the the groundwork izume lays with that talking about how with satsume's passing we now have to account for uh the time for the proper seals to be distributed we have to take make sure that everything is set in order here we have to understand the parameters we're operating with based off of previous accords because we won't be getting any updates until a new normal magistrate is stated and trying to push that um, imperial red tape that Yuzume, Yuzume and Aiko are both familiar with to set up the situation as something that the Atomo can't control. Minoru is essentially the representative of the entire Emerald office now. While they're governors, it's Minoru. Minoru's filling the spot of Satsume. So you get the feeling that uh, she's able to keep up with you. Uh, and it is certain that... Uh, it's not necessarily because she's an excellent bureaucrat and a student of Imperial's law. Is that she has been preparing this for a while, like before the disaster hit? While, uh, so she actually has plans for Hirosaka and all the conflicts and the weird local uh, legal assessments that will happen. She has been preparing for this, and she has spent a lot of time memorizing all the details. You, It becomes pretty obvious that this is not something that is deducing things. This is something that is recalling pertinent information that it was fed for her beforehand. She is way nowhere close to showing up any disturbance to her expression. Uh, so... Uh, while this is happening, Minoru, as your Yoriki are doing some of the heavy lifting dealing with the Otomo, Mia Sora has been studying you, and he is smiling and all cheerful. Ah, san I am so thankful that you were able to do this position, and I am eager to see what is your opinion on this. And he unrolls a map and he points to Hirosaka to the map as you can see this region uh, 
is uh, contested through various clans. Here we can see the Crab Clan, and here we can see the Crab Clan and a very recent development, a territory that has been claimed by a vassal of the a vassal of the Shinju. So we have these three neighboring great clans, as well as the Scorpion upstream. Of course, despite the unfortunate situation by Yoshisan with Toshi Satsume, we are all but stewards. I'm pretty confident that the new Emerald Magistrate is going to give control of these lands to one of the of these three clans. And all we need to do is use our wisdom to select which one shall be awarded. And he points towards some of the minor clans on the map, the fox, the hare, the falcon, the sparrow. Of course, it's a bit unorthodox, uh, but we need not dismiss them out of hand. Maybe another minor clan can take better stewardship from this. What is your opinion on this transition of power? I believe that all of these clans are going to want Hirosaka. I mean, it is a valuable territory. I have no personal reservations of who should get it. I think it will be awarded by the next Emerald Champion to who deserves it the most. Well, of course, I... Uh... I apologize. Uh, it is too sudden of me to expect you to to have an opinion already. But uh, you can agree, certainly, that uh, it's the best thing for the Empire that a great clan, or in the rare situation, a minor clan, be given custody of these territories. Of course. <laughs> so this catches makes the serpent twitch, and this calls the attention of uh, the Otomo Chancellor. And she basically, she seems to just float across the dais and you barely, you are just following the flowing of her clothes and suddenly she's right next to you and looking down at you, even if she is much smaller, she folds her fan and taps the map with it. Of course, Bayushi-san. Why do you say so? Well, I do believe that this piece of territory located in, as has been so helpfully pointed out, right in the middle of the territory of a variety of great and minor clans. I believe that through the wisdom of the Emerald Champion, it will be awarded the clan or family that can govern it the best. And if not carefully awarded, we could have, instead of a place of unity and prosperity for the Empire, a place of struggle and of strife. Oh, so I see that you are worried about the strife that will be inflicted and the countless agonies of your new jurisdiction. It's good to see that we are on the same mind. But certainly you agree that no matter the stewards that we choose, no matter which one we recommend to the Emerald Champion, 
there will always be those that are displeased by this arrangement. And they will try to, either by arms or by diplomacy, try to cause problems to the peace of the region. Of course, my lady. But then allow me. I apologize, please. Oh, as may I humbly present you an alternative. And she does not wait. And she unfolds the uh, unfolds the fan, overlapping the map. And you can see that the fan pattern was the map of Hirosaki region, and it's over. It's signaling a, a particular zone on a different color, and the superimposed fan over the map seems to represent a different organization of Irosaka. Instead of the territories divided in five minor clans and three to four uh, great clans, it is a single unified province. Allow me to introduce you to the, the autonomous administration region of Irosaka. If we can get the local lords to set aside their difference and realize that they have more in common with each other than to their centralized authority in Otosan Uchi or with the leadership of their clans, I'm sure that the Emerald Champion will organize things so that vows of vassalage and loyalty are transferred to the administration of this decentralized region that will have only one thing as their goal, to finally bring peace and prosperity to the river of gold. Minoru looks at it, gives it a thoughtful face. Yeah, uh, Sora just moves the fan aside, and uh, uh, the automaton just gives him uh, a side like saying, hmm, rude. And he folds his map. Well, this is a matter to be decided on another day, isn't it? I think we have more important matters at hand. And that's when uh, Sepun steps forward. Well, yes, uh, there are two delegations that have arrived to the, to the city, and they have made two requests. They have requested an audience from the governor, and me and not, well, I'll grant them over the next two days. I'll see them at time. And uh, then Sepun turns to the four of you. The delegations also went to present a complaint and open a case. Um, I will happily meet with them today. Well, I shall tell you that uh, the people raising the complaints are Agasha Toma and uh, Izawa Nobu, ambassadors for the Phoenix and the Dragon Clans. They went to open and investigation on the Kekoka family and uh, they went for an emerald magistrate to report any crimes that might have been inflicted on this family. I will happily meet with them to discuss this matter. Hmm. The Thomas seems displeased. Certainly, if there was a case to be open. It should be raised by the members of the Mott clan, not uh, 
distant emissaries from the other edge of the empire. Iko senses a bit of a, a backtrack from the confidence Otomo had earlier as she's trying to dissuade this idea, and he very calmly says, Keepers of wisdom, no matter where they are, should always be heard out by those making decisions. So she ignores the words that are being said by this underling, and she turns to Minoru, which... Uh, announced to her has been just delivered the message and she asks, well, certainly advice is one matter entirely different than opening an imperial case. That will be a commitment for months, maybe seasons of your time, Bayushi-sama. Do you think that's what serves Hirosaki the best? Well, Tomo-sama, I did not state that I was going to open a case merely based on hearing that they are interested in opening one. But it is my duty to hear them out and to determine whether or not it is worth even opening a case for. It is very possibly nothing, but it could be very important. Well... While they are in the city, they are a guest of the Mia family. Uh, I'll be sure that they are protected and nothing happens to them in the meantime until you see to deal with them. Is that all for today, Governor, Chancellor? And Sora and Kazuku look at each other and you can cut the tension with a knife. Well... No matter what the future holds for Hirosaki, so it starts, we need to work with uh, the lords around us. And Kazuku nods and begrudgingly agrees with the, the, uh, the governor. There's only so much that we can get from the blessing, especially when most of it is being held in Scorpion Lands. We need food, we need supplies, we need wood, we need precious metals, we need iron, we need transportation, and above all, we need skilled artisans. And there are very few villages that are during the tradition of Hirosaka proper, and most of them have been seriously damaged by the deluge. We're going to need to be creative in our solutions. And sort of frowns at this. Well, this is not the time to get creative. We need to ask the diamonds of the surrounding clans to do their part for the good of the empire. After all, they might be doing something for the future of their holdings. Uh... This falls on your jurisdiction by Yuji-san. As Emerald Magistrate, you should contact these daimyo, visit their lands, see what they require from the Emperor, see what they require from the Mia's Blessing, and see how all that they are can be mustered in service of the Empire. I am honored and eager to. Excellent. I think this is something that all the seven agree. And the three Imperials 
look at the four of you eager. Asahina just stoically nods very determinedly, not looking at the Otomo. Polite poker face smile and a nod. Aiko maintains an expressionless face, as smooth as silk. And that's when you hear the collapse of something massive coming from outside. Um, Minoru's going to bow quickly and run out after it. Asahina, I don't, I don't even think, like, thought to bow. He just started running as soon as that happened. Excuse me, Minoru bows, takes Yuzume's chair, and pushes her out with him at a run. She's going to frown at him and be like, you did not ask permission to do that. Bayushi-sama. I am so sorry. Aiko, Aiko's getting a view of how the Imperials react. Okay, yeah, so Zepun just uh, is racing alongside you all, while the other two stay back. And you can hear them already bickering. Uh, you go outside, and you can... There is on the air the smell of straw and warm mud coming from the brickyards, where they try to recover the mud that they got it, either they wanted or not. And you can just hear the banks that have risen over the debris and all the accumulated uh, the accumulated garbage that has been pulled from the river and this make this place completely unusable uh, for trading ships. They are just crumbling and crumbling one after the other. And this is what is making this awful, awful, dreadful uh, sound. And you can see people dropping their work, all of them rushing to the new improviser docks and to the riverside. And you finally see what is breaking these sandbanks. It is a massive ship, an armored ship of iron and wood. And you can see on its prowl the effigy of a Tetsubert claw and this iron turtle opens a way towards the docks. And you can hear laughing coming from inside it. And a rotund small man jumps out. <laughs> Greetings of the Crab Clan. Let never be said that on the hour of need, we don't do our duty for the Empire. And he waves beyond the Iron Turtle, and you can see three smaller trading ships. I bring you the best food that you can get from the Crab Lands. I think it's been a while since any of you had some decent fish. And you can see that he conquered the crowd. Everyone is rushing and eagerly waiting for the three ships. And you realize that if this is going to be a competition for which clan can get the support to take Irosaka, the crabs just made their first move. 
and it's working. Um, speaking of that, we're going to push our way to the front and just that's the Hida family symbol, right? Yeah, that's a Hida ship. Crabson, we're so glad to have that you received your invitation. <laughs> ah, Bayushi Sama. Shall we settle this inside, or should I invite you aboard, my merry hermit? Aiko will begin doing, like, crowd control, if uh, Hajime will assist him, to try to get peasants to, to, to move back and give Minoru and the Hida space to talk. Yeah, I think Hajime is basically, like, like Aiko's doing the talking, Hajime is basically standing right behind him with his best, like... Hey, listen to this guy because I have I have a sword and like lots of lots of gesturing with a fan, very very stern, very stern, um, sharp phrases, having people back up. What situation when he was a tax collector? This reminds me him of. Um. So as as a tax collector working all throughout the empire, Ico had the least the least enjoyable experiences in the crab lands. The crab hate paying imperial taxes because the empire should be giving them resources to defend their wall. And they are constantly a pain to deal with in any sort of imperial tax negotiation. So that's already a baseline for frustration. But Ico knows that as, as he and Hajime are the two pushing the peasants and ordering the peasants back from the food, they are painting themselves and the crane to some extent as the bad guys, um, which really, really frusts, frustrates Ico because he knows he's doing what is needed in this situation, but it's it's not building up the image that he would prefer to for his clan. Yeah, image-wise, it's probably not the best, but uh, it's super effective. You put so much pressure into controlling the workers on the dockyards that when they climb aboard the three ships and they start unloading the cargo, uh, they are basically ordering the crew around and soon you are ordering the crew around as they start joining in and helping with the unload. And Gida loses his smile as he noticed that the crane clan has seized absolute control of the situation and not only that you bought yourself time to think and you realize well this is either trade goods which a must be taxed so we gonna be have the say on that or b they are a gift to the governor in this case these are his properties and we can say where it's stored and how it's distributed to the people. Right. There's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, there are, are, are only two ways to frame this now that you seize it control from the Hida. Then he'll walk up and approach the Hida. And in a very, like, as opposed to, like, the Earth, the Earth stance and, like, yelling and bellowing orders at peasants, he approaches the Hida and says, Welcome to Hirosaka, Hida-san. How may I assist you in the organization? of the goods you have brought to our town. I am Hida Kunihide, captain of the Merry Hermit. I am doing my part to the blessing 
and delivering supplies to the needed, unless they are not needed by Yoshisama, should I take my goods elsewhere? And he says the last part louder to make sure that the peasants hear it. Of course not, Hida-san. We are honored that you would bring this to us. Aiko-san is merely attempting to help organize the food that these people so desperately need. He has a mind fit for it. Then uh, he laughs and uh, pats his, uh, his belly. So why don't we leave him to that while we go inside and discuss details in my ship? Of course, Peter-san. Me and myself and Yuzume-san will be more than happy to come. Aiko will give a short, polite bow to Minoru and say, as you wish, my lord. I, I think Hajime uh, kind of shoots uh, Minoru a questioning look just to be like, should I stay here with Aiko? Kind of, I think he's trying to sort of express that with a glance. Minoru gives like one of those sort of like nod, yes, stay with Aiko. Okay, uh, yeah, he does. And he just sort of maintains uh, position, probably to like Aiko's left. Uh, just like left him behind him, just you know, just making sure. Ah, delightful! I think I can find out a friendly traveler bottle somewhere. Come aboard. I have a much happier look on my face now. <laughs> so uh, we get to inside of the ship. Uh, it is really an armored fortress, and uh, as you look around, this is really a strange ship. And you get into the captain's quarters where where the Hida uncorks a bottle and quickly fills three caps. Well, let's get to the chase, right? I serve Yasuki Varun, commander of the Iron Fleet Station at Sherry Blossom Snow Lake. Yes, there is an Iron Turtle Fleet stationed at Sherry Blossom Snow Lake. Oh, well, that is an interesting piece of information. We are honored to have you here. The honor is all ours. We intend to secure our holding of uh, Mami Kake. The Iroma family has been isolated for too long and we are repaying their centuries of service with this assistance in the hour of need. And we are all grateful for it. In fact, I was due to travel south to Crablands Anyway, so the fact that you have come to me is truly fortuitous. Excellent. Uh, I am sure that uh, you will find Yasuki Varum willing to respect your rights to commandeer forces and make the best use from our fleet as we establish control over the River of Gold. I'm sure that I don't speak for my lord, but I can say that it's on his interests to have you make use of their ships. We will have a need of a great many tools and as much assistance as we can have while we try to determine everything relating to Hirosaka. Excellent. I have nothing to say. 
about that anymore. My lord will certainly get you someone in the, to work out the details about the repayment for the supplies and whatnot, as well as the best way to organize our efforts. My task here is done. So once we are done chatting, I'm going to go to the next best thing to a tavern that this town has and spend my rest of the day there. Ida-san, I was... I may have misheard you, but arrange repayment for these supplies you've delivered. I was under the impression by you that these were a gift from the crab. Well, if it's a gift, it's a gift from my lord. It's not my place to speak on his behalf. In fact, I'm not even the captain of the ships delivering the supplies, am I? I am just opening the way. Because you are traveling back south soon. I think it would be important for you to know and to inform your lord that Satsume has passed and that until such a time as we are, uh, until a new Emerald Magistrate is chosen, until a new Emerald Champion is chosen by the gods, we will be waiting to see who will, uh, to sort out Hirosaka. Yeah, Yuzumi can read him like a book. Uh, The moment they were betting all of it on being fast uh, on the scene and sh- uh, be showing themselves to be effective to impress Demia so much that the Imperials would f- make pressure on Satsume to give Yurasaka to them instead of the crane. And this really ruined their plans. It's like, oh, that was like our move. And you're saying it's not going to work. Just, you know you know, look up from, from this, this lovely uh, cup of sake that's maybe a little bit too empty um, and just be like, so uh, so as you can see, uh, we may be relying on additional support for seasons to come, Hida-san, and we look forward to growing relationship with your clan uh, so that we can ensure that the people do stay fed and cared for in the long term. Just really being like, you know, this is not enough. You might need to just keep sending shit. <laughs> you know? how, how is Yuzume uh, feeling as she puts this crab captain on his place? Um, She's pretty, you know, I think initially she's very much like, I am, I'm super glad that I get to do this. Um, and I'm having so much fun. And then she realizes, oh, you're having fun. Maybe you did drink that a bit too quickly. <laughs> um, because I think she ended up with like four strife total just from doing that. So I think the awareness that she uh, is is getting drunk in public when she normally saves it for like when she's in her room and no one can see her is, is just embarrassing. So... He nods. Well, I see what you mean. I guess as soon as I'm done, I'm going to set sail to the south and see what the crab can scrunch to help the empire. Let never be said that when the crane and the the scorpion suffer, we just stay with our backs against the wall. Nobody could accuse the crab of doing anything that wasn't in the empire's best interest. And of course, Hidasan. We will remember this when deliberation comes as to where Hirasaka goes. This and all other future 
favors and endeavors by the noble crab clan. I will tell the admiral that. Uh, is that all? Of course. Thank you again for your wonderful hospitality. Just be careful on your way off the boat. As the two scorpion eggs of the boat, Iko has, with the assistance of Hajime, gotten all of the goods are already set up in different organized stacks and crates and piles specifically divvied out. Certain groups of peasants are beginning to carry them up to storehouses, and he has a large list of paper that he's making a very detailed account of all the goods that have been given to Hirosaka today. Yeah, you are overseeing that everything is properly logged and storage on the granary. And as the two two cranes are there, yeah, you see two samurai nearby. Uh, they are wearing typical dragon clothes, uh, a lot of green and gold. And they seem to be walking around the wreckage of the Seku Brewery, one of them really excited. Aiko will look up and, and notice them and take a moment watching them walk and analyzing them for a bit and then say, Hajami-san, are you familiar with these dragon? Uh, they are no one that I've ever seen before, no. You look at the dragons and you your eyes lay on one of them, a woman of the Miromoto. You get this Feel down your spine, the way she moves. There's something familiar. And uh, you realize that every movement she makes is deliberate. And she's moving through the wreckage of this sake brewery as one would to a battlefield. As if waiting for the right moment for a strike. You realize that she's not only a duelist. She is a master swordswoman. And uh, she seems to have a control of the scene that makes you a bit envious because it's not like the way that the crane tried to force you to duel. It seems way more natural to the way that you see the world. And... And how does that make you feel that you get that small tinge of strife? Um, it's because it's like I immediately he wants to go over and like, I mean, he has a job to do. He's doing the job that is here. Like, you know, he's supposed to be focused on his animal magistrate duties. But like his gut feeling, all he wants is to go over there and be like, hey, like, what's up? I'm Hajime. Let's talk about swords. Like, I want to know everything about, like, sort of your whole deal. Um, like, please duel me. Please teach me. I'm, like, interested. He immediately wants to go over there. And, like, not... I don't think he wants to challenge her in the sense that, like... Uh, I, like, not in the sense that he expects to win, but, like, he just wants to watch them do stuff. He wants to pick up stuff from their technique and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I think... He very much like is immediately just sort of enamored with uh with like whatever they're doing. I, I don't even think he is necessarily concerned with their goals. He's just more like they just they have just become a goal of his. 
Uh, may I offer you a complication on these straight times? I, I would I would love that so much. Yeah, so get three strife and avoid point, and whatever feeling you got, you feel seen. And her brown yellow eyes turn to you, and she starts walking towards the two of you, and she bows. I match her bow. Asahina san. Miramoto san. Do you happen to be Asahina Hajime, one of the famous heroes of Hirosake? Uh, I think he, to some extent, deflects the complimentary nature of that, and he says, I, I am Asahina Hajime. Yes, yes, of course. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? My name is Miramoto Sanai. My family has interests in this town, but I came here especially to meet you. Uh, he, um, I think he kind of like tries to conceal a moment of surprise and he says, I am humbled that you would come such a long way to, to speak only to me. Uh, what can I do for you today? The stories that came from my compatriots at Kyodamia is that you have the most unusual sort of technique and heard from the Kren clan. I am surprised and I had to see what finally caused innovation to come to the way of the Kakita. And you can see that she's kind of goading you to see if you take the bet. He actually kind of grins a little bit and he says, given time and the willingness to do so, any style can be innovated on and built upon. I am merely interested in the techniques with which those across the Empire duel. I, I choose not to be bound by any particular uh, limitations on my style. I see that even with enough time, even the mightiest mountain can be cast sand on the beach. I look forward to see you in action, Hiro of Hirosaka. Well, uh, Miramoto-san, I would love to have a discussion with you at some point as far as the finer points of what makes a good duel. Uh, and certainly at some point, yes, I would, I would love to, uh, to practice with you sometime. Uh, I have so rarely the opportunity to learn something new. I look forward for the third opportunity. As do I. I very rarely get to uh, meet someone from the Dragonlands, and frankly, your uh, technique is legendary. I would love to see it in action as well. Uh, Echo, this is just happening next to you, and you heard that there is a dragon diplomat in town, and it's you don't get really what is going on here. It's way to sword talk, but you kind of get the feeling that at any moment a duel can interrupt between these two. Does do they look specifically bushy? No, uh, they look. Weird, but then again, they are dragon. They are wearing a very flamboyant uh, anfu, and they are gesticulating a lot and talking to themselves. Apparently, Iko kind of has been watching these two talented duelists talk about their swords and their how great they are at swords, and he's gotten the gifts from the crab lined up. 
And so I believe he will, after, like, he listens to the entire conversation between the Bushi, and then with the the odd dragon over there just chilling, not doing much, he takes several smooth, steady strides to walk over to a polite distance and see if he can overhear the man's verbalizations before he interrupts. Yeah, and seems to be going, yes, 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 that's the perfect transmutation. We can play around with that. That will certainly subvert any expectations. Hmm. I agree, I agree. That would be the proper sacrifice. Uh, I will not forget your help in this moment. I am eternal grateful and your servant. And he finally noticed that Aiko is approaching. And he vows, ah, Doji-sama. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I am Agasha Toma. Agasha-san. And Aiko will give a polite little bow. You seem to have quite the verbose analyzation of this town. Well, I am trying to see the poor state which the spirits of the cloud over Hirosaka Sake Brewery are. And I try to appease them and comfort them that they, they will soon find a new resting place. When I rebuild the famous brewery, bigger and more impressive than ever before. It does my heart great peace to see other noble samurai of great clans taking time and effort to rebuild these damaged lands. Is there any way the office of the Emerald Magistrates can be of assistance to you? Or have you already claimed the proper paperwork for this location? No, I need to find who has claims to this place. I think it's someone on the Scorpion Clan, but I have no information who I should talk to to claim this place and how I should properly repay them. Aiko gets a small, mischievous grin. Tomoya-san, I believe that I could potentially assist you in this matter if there is anyone acquainted with the proper records and deeds of this town. He stands before you. And at this point, Sanai comes back and she is fanning herself as if to signal something to Tuma. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yes, that's personal business. Uh, I have other reasons to come to this wonderful, wonderful town. I am to talk to you, right? And uh, he points to your signal office. You are an emerald officer, right? That is correct. I serve under the esteemed emerald magistrate, Bayushi Minoru-sama. Oh, yes. Uh, delightful, then. Uh so I can assume that uh, you are deciding what happens to the Kaikoka family. Yes? That is indeed one of the duties tasked to my lord that we are here to oversee. Well, uh, my grandmother was from the Kaikoka family, uh, a distant cousin, of course, and uh, with no small talent with the ways of the spirits. I want to present my claim to the position of Kaiko Kadaimyu. And Sanai is making all of effort that she can to not scream. He would like to deflect, say that's a very interesting claim. We can definitely look into that. 
and obfuscate, um, you know, provide some provide some of those good old bureaucratic red tape. I'd like to set it up that the best person to help him with this quest is is myself, is Iko. I would like to use Cadence to say to the Muramoto, this is your charge. You'll have to work very hard to keep them out of trouble. You are basically telling someone to do their job and dealing with a claimant to basically Irasaki. Uh, how do you feel about that? Especially if, after all your hard work. This is this is an Agasha that has their grandmother was a moth. They don't have any legitimate claim, but they could be useful. Um, Otomo clearly has plans for the city and is trying to set up some designs. Potentially this could throw a wrench in that, and I could, could use that. Um, there's a talented Muramoto duelist here that could potentially be won over and used. That provides potential opportunity. The Agasha themselves seems to want to invest into the town. Again, potential. The supplies that have just been pulled up can be used to establish the Emerald Office as the people in, in control by loyalty with the peasants. Again, potential. Um, Iko knows that this is becoming a complex situation, but it is one that is very promising and manageable. And how do you feel that after five clans dirtied their hands to get Irasaka, how would you feel if the dragon get it based on a ridiculous claim? I don't think Iko entertains that as an actual possibility. Um, I think he doesn't even think about the chance that this Agasha could pull it off successfully. He definitely realizes that's their goal, but I don't think Iko for a second thinks it's possible for them to pull off this quest when there's everything else going on. But he... Iko... Iko is delighted by the Agasha's attempt, and even more delighted delighted by the opportunity and potential there is for control and manipulation that could arise from the Agasha going for this objective. Sanai listens to your words and the meaning on it. And she crosses her arms as she's struggling to the impulse to just scream. And Agasha is completely clueless as she j he just goes back to talking about the sake house and uh, getting it again and how interesting it is and how they always love this brewery. And it's all that they ever wanted to get it back. And Sanai just politely approaches him and tells, Igasha san everything on its time. We need to check on my inn first. Then we can make plans about your sake house. And she gives the side eye to Eiko. And you realize that she will not forget this, and she's not thankful for what you did. And the two dragons just leave. And they leave after Sanai mentioned they're in. They cross and they go towards the direction of uh, uh, Northeast Gate. Aiko returns to Hajime and says, Did you think, Hajime-san, that this day could get more confusing. He uh, looks over at uh, Aiko, and I think he—it's—it's it's just a moment of him dropping that sort of courtly face where he looks over and he says, "Aiko-san, to me, this is nothing but confusing." And he grins a little bit. 
I do wish that I had your naivete, Hajima-san. It will be a boon in the upcoming weeks. The dragon appeared to be making a bid for control of the city through the ancestry of the Agasha that your Muramoto accompanies, but I believe it can be used to ensure Minoru-san stays in the position of power we need him to be. Um, I definitely think at the naivete comment, like, I don't even think he necessarily disguises the fact that he rolls his eyes a little bit, just sort of nods and says, if that might be the case, then we need to keep relatively sharp eyes out. That Miramoto, I was able to size her up relatively capably. She is a formidable opponent. We are faced with, I would say, a number of very capable opponents. I will have to rely on you, I am afraid. She gave me something of a glance. I do not know its intent yet. As she left, I appreciate your prowess, Hijime-san. He does that little sort of half grin again. I appreciate yours as well, Aiko-san, and I'm quite sure that in the coming weeks, you will come to appreciate it all the more. Okay, I think this is session, unless there is any scene that people want to do before we get over Yuzume is going to take Minoru aside and read him the riot act about how he just pushed her chair without asking and just, you know, really just like, you know, don't you dare do that again. You always ask first. Da, 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 da. And then as soon as she's finished yelling, she just kind of looks up and smiles and goes, my magistrate and kind of glares. Minoru is a thousand pardonsing at every possible, like, I'm sorry, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I think we pan over uh, as we zoom out and we see exactly this happening. Brad can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Charlie can be found on Discord as Reesalian and on Twitter at Bowser J, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871. And I'm a part of another actual play for L5R called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed. Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram as at SJSidLogic. Lulu can be found at Deletiel on Twitter, and their design work can be found at Populesk Ludum Syndicate on DriveThruRPG and Itchu. This is a Courts Game podcast. You can find more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site. CourtGamespot.com. Legends of the Five Ring is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.